Hey everyone. Um, I hope everyone is well and uh, getting through this crazy time. I want to talk about. Um, I woke up thinking about this subject matter, which was shedding. And um, and you know when you think about it, um, the universe is always churning, right? So you could have been born to somebody in medieval Europe, right? That was a particular time. But if you're born then, you arrive to that state of mind, right? So if you're born now, you're born into this place, right? Into, it's like you, you're always gate crashing a party if you, when you arrive, right? It's, it's been going on this whole energetic momentum has been building and building and changing and shifting and being born and dying. And if you're born now, or if you're born when I was born a hundred years ago, that was a state of mind, the state of wherever we are in the evolution of things. So it's gonna be very different each time that you arrive and you're going to be marinated in that particular source of that particular time. So, you know, um, medieval Europe versus 100 years ago versus now, you're gonna be born into a particular set of ideas. It's like, it's like there's a spin dry cycle always going and always evolving, always changing, and the next generation, the next group of people that comes, basically changes up the code. Invention, bigger consciousness, whatever. There's a shift that's gonna happen, right? It's all, they call it evolving, changing, whatever. So, I think part of this um, a huge part of this journey is shedding. Shedding. And I think part of evolution in nature is shedding. We, you know, a plant reaches its zenith and boom, you know, a tree blossoms, dies, rebirths itself, you know, again all the different um, seasons, there's a shedding, there's a constant getting rid of, not dragging into the next place. And I think if you do, if you, part of this kind of growth, all this, I hate that word enlightenment because it's just, it, it, it bodes all, it says all sorts of things about, you know, better than, I don't know, it has, it has this context of holier than that one, all, none of this is holier than anything, it's all, we're all one thing, you know, it's just, it's happening to everyone all the time, everybody's divine, we set up all the, you know, registering people differently and all that stuff, it's all our shit, um, and I think an outgrowth of our own shadow, um, so in this kind of call of the universe to grow we have to let go and 
if you have trauma, if you have, you know, very kind of big, I would call them wounds from childhood or things that have been left unresolved in the shadow, we can't shed. And energetically, we get stuck. And, um, and I know what stuck looks like very well. <laughs> um, and we have to fight through that. We have to dig through that. And um, we can't just say, okay, fair enough, it's stuck. And, you know, I'm going to accept it. Because stuck has its own energy. Stuck has its own paralytic kind of outgrowth. Um, stuck is a sort of burial of sorts, right? And we can't give up on powering through it or whatever it takes to dissolve it. And in the world of this and other dimensions, etc., there are very powerful forces. And then there are our own terrors and fears that keep us paralyzed. So, and if it's not in this dimension that we have to deal with it, whether it's therapy or whatever, you know, with ayahuasca and meditation, and I'm sure a myriad of other plants and things that people do, um, there is a way to access what we ourselves have left behind, but is stuck inside of us. So, again, I have no understanding of science or anything. I, I don't. Mine is, I speak only from experience, and it's only from my, again, tiny grain of sand in the universe experience. That's it. Um, we're all having a different experience in different sacks of meat um, under different circumstances. But I think when there is trauma, I think that's really what this is about. When there's a paralysis, when there's something that's um, that happened very early on in the twilight of consciousness, when you were barely conscious, um, it, it lives within your energetic field, and it's a blockage in your energetic field to your own growth. And you know, shedding is really what it seems to me this whole system is about is I think it's very difficult I think the thing about egos and they're very important and God bless them um, because they serve us as structure and as armor and as you know it's it's like it's a weapon in a difficult in difficult circumstances um, the thing about ego is it wants stability. So ego was built in the same soil that you were built, right? That's ego is built in the soil that you were born into. So whoever your parents were, whatever your circumstances were, whatever your beliefs were, that's where you were built out of, right? That's just pretty simple. In trauma, ego is very much an armor. Um, that has been built in relationship to the people that have traumatized you. And it wants 
to feed and fuel for it to survive it needs to fuel off the thing that made it so people say you know why do people leave relationships when they're being abused or there's domestic violence or whatever well they don't leave because that's what they know or they recreate the same conditions. Or in my instance, I can say the same thing. I would continuously find the same people um, that would refuse me because that's what I knew. Or I would have to play a particular role because that's what I knew. That's what my role was growing up. That's how I evolved, right? And, And these things are very powerfully wired into our system. So to first of all to even know that we have them because another thing about ego is it's always right (laughs) of course it's got the story of course I know what's going to happen right it doesn't it can't and also it's a it's um it's a result of particular conditions if I was born in the Sahara with no in the middle of the desert you know, in a kind of Muslim faith life, you know, on camels going across the desert, trading, be a very different life, right, to living on the Upper East Side, you know, looking at people's walls, which is what I do as a designer, um, in the architectural business. So these conditions, are the things that basically also they create the contours of our life. They create the the structure, the family, the extended family, beliefs, ideas, everything. So, of course you don't want to dissolve that. It's your kind of foundation. It's your the bed of your bedrock of who you are. But if threaded in that is an trauma then it's not a extended structural family it's a a vault it's a burial ground and to you we have to unearth that which blocks us and sometimes and for the most part we don't know I had no idea I had not a clue I was just fulfilling the outcome of ego. The armor, that's what I'd learned, you know, that's what I'd revered, that's what I'd known. And when you start unlocking and you start going and seeing and you encounter all sorts of different other dimensions, etc., on this journey, It's all for really to discover and to unlock and to dissolve that which stops you from dissolving. It's that which stops you from shedding. If there's something there that's refusing to move in tune with the universe and to flow and to then that thing becomes your blockage to life. It becomes your inability to to grow. 
And believe you me, I've seen it very clearly. Um, and it, it basically, it's like restricting breathing. The ego, if built with a lot of trauma, is holding on very, very tightly. And it's very difficult to let go. Why? Because first you're already, first of all, you're carrying trauma. Secondly, when you face trauma, you have to acknowledge the people that created the trauma. And then when you realize, oh my God, it's in my instance, if it's family, and it usually tends to be family, that's even more scary. Well, who am I now? What do I have now? Right? The fear is that you're going to lose them. In the end, you have to get, first of all, you need to see what happened. If you have it completely hidden in the shadow, then you have to have, you know, if, you're, if, you, if you get to face it, then you have to deal with all the feelings and the anger and all the feelings that you never wanted to feel around them. Which means, as a child, if you actually feel those feelings, you might lose them and then you'll die. That's really what happens. But now as an adult, you face them, you feel them. And at some point, you get to see how, who they are, like from an adult perspective. Right? And you get to understand who they are. I still... It's very difficult for me to forgive what happened. I mean, you have to eventually. Um, and I'm almost there, you know. Um, mine was particularly extreme. I was taken out to be sexually abused by my father for money. That's a pretty difficult pill to swallow. But I need to get over it and, for, and completely give it up so that I can continue to flow. And on my mother's behalf, I've sort of, you know, forgiven her, even though she was a participant in it all. So we have to go keep going into the darkness and into whatever dimensions we have to go into to heal and to remove whatever it is that blocks us from going forward. And one of the things that has been, I have to be wary of is I can't interchange one ego for another. In other words, my, the ego is a very restricted thing. It's very small um, because it was built, if it's built out of trauma, it's built as armor. And armor, if you think about it, think about the knights on horses, etc. It's protective, but it's not, you know, really good as far as moving forward, right? We don't want to live with tons of armor. And we don't want to live in denial of the blockages that we have. So, in the end, we need to go in, first of all, you know, you don't, I didn't, you know, you who knows what they are, right? We don't know. So first there's, a, there's an acknowledgement of there's something wrong. 
and then there's the acknowledgement I've got to figure out a way to fix it and somehow the universe will take you to where it needs to go you need to go and then you sort of need to see it I mean I had no idea what it was I finally saw what it was and I realized this huge universe of stuff had built up all around it it's like cartilage around a wound tons and tons of stuff of ideas of versions of ourselves of extra fears it's like a business it's a lot of stuff around the wound to protect it to live with it really to be able to it's almost like if you're a hundred percent battery it's taken up 80 percent of your energetic space the wound if it's pretty big if it's a trauma and so you're only living in this bed. You're like limping along, really. Even though you seem to be whizzing around, you're just limping. And you need to kind of take back your real estate. You need to take back that energetic field that's been taken up. It's like somebody is, you know, somebody else is using your Netflix, your, your internet. You know, it's like if you let all the neighbors on your floor use your internet, it's going to be slower. It's just going to go slower. And you go watch your OJ versus the people um, series, right? Because other people are using your energetic field. And that's the same thing. If your wound or your trauma is big, it's using up a lot of the space for now. I can't move forward in the now if 80% or 60% of my energetic field is being used up by what happened 100 years ago, that's just sitting there using and taking up space. And it's still energetically using up your energetic field because it has all the emotions around it, it has all the fear around it. It's still um, active. It's not a dead space, it's not a dead energy. It's a living energy that's slowing down everything. And so shedding is really imperative. And also sometimes the universe just, you can't go forward. You just, it's just, nothing seems to change in your life. Everything is the same. At some point the frustration is, you know, beyond crazy or you get kicked off a cliff, which is what happened to me. My whole, you know, whole world just collapsed. And one of the things that the ego doesn't also want to admit to is that it did anything. So you need to be fearlessly honest about your behavior. And um, that's also very difficult because it's built to believe that it, you know, it's done the right thing. It's always done the right thing. It hasn't, it's not responsible for anything. Believe you me, if you were built out of trauma and you were built around people that were abusive etc you yourself are going to engage in in your own um not abuse but rather but you're not going to be that honest about what you do i can say that because in my own when i look back you know the way that my trauma happened it was just this continual pressure to make them into someone and so I did whatever I needed to get to to get to where I needed to get to. I mean, it wasn't awful, but it was strategic. 
I look back now, I can see it all was strategic. There was a goal in mind. My ego had, I have, in order to satiate, and okay, so this is how the formula goes. Here's a man, let's say your dad or your mum, here's my dad, right? He, he has his own issues, massive issues of being no one. So therefore, he dumps all his unfinished business on me, which is, I'm no one, you need to become someone, if not, you're gonna die, or I'm gonna hurt you, um, or whatever the threat is as a child, right? So, therefore, I'm, in order to not die, and to not, and to be loved, or to find love, I'm gonna fulfill his, his needs, and those needs are then gonna impact other people, because I'm not in life, you know, as a, oh, I'm a loving person, as a, as, a, as a free, blossomed individual. No, I'm a terrified child, right? That is terrified of this guy that needs to make him happy. And therefore, I don't have any of the tools. Because if you're not really loved, you don't have tools to navigate. If you don't have access to all your emotions, you don't have tools to navigate life in an honest way. So then I'm going to figure out strategically a way like with, you know, three bananas and a cake to fulfill this man's needs. So my strategy is not coming... I'm, I'm, strate- I'm st- strategically um, building... I'm going to dis- building life to satisfy him. That is not a life coming from love or a life coming from options or decisions based on my who I, who I am or the honesty of who I am. So as part of decoding or recognizing who you truly are, you also have to look at the damage that your strategy has done. And I don't mean it in a like, oh, you know, mere culpa. No, it's not all about, oh, judgment and blame. No, it's in a very healthy, honest way, you know. I did this because of that. I did that because of this. I didn't know it at the time, but I know now. And knowing it means I need to dissolve it. So we have to take... This, is a, <laughs> this journey is difficult enough. I, you know, compassion for every human being on this planet. This is a difficult journey compassion for everyone that also has trauma to deal with it's huge and it's a big one to tear down it's a big one to tear down um because you're holding on even stronger because your your being is not just armor to survive it's also armor to survive an original meteor hitting the earth and again, I don't say this with like a pity and a... no, it's just a fact. It's all. It's not a big, it's not about, oh, you need to take responsibility for your life. Look, and I, I've said this and I'll say this again. If you arrive here and you get traumatized early on with abuse or beaten up or unloved, you're, you're, you know, you, you, you're, it's happening when you're barely conscious, you're helpless, you're powerless, 
and you have to build something in that arena as a child. So no, you don't take responsibility as a child because you can't. That's a very masculine, like, yeah, no, no. Things are gonna happen to you. Eventually, you're gonna have to take responsibility for them, yes. And what I mean responsibility is something is gonna wake you up to them. And then you're gonna have, you know, you, you go into action. And again, you know, it's like having a windshield full of shit, you know. It's a slow dissolve, depending on how bad it is. So loads of love and loads of compassion for this journey, right? You know, I, I really hate this whole, you know, you deserve and you should and you're all oh, and why didn't you? And it's not like that. No one has the answer. I don't. I'm just talking about my little tiny foray into this place. You're not given a handbook on arrival. You have to stumble through this. So, you know what? Kudos to every human being that's here. And not only that, but then you're being thrown into a party that's been going on for 14 billion years, and I'm sure beyond that, which you suddenly have to join in, and it's on its four trillionth version of itself. <laughs> I don't know, 10 trillion, I have no idea. But you're being asked to participate now in this whole other place of evolution and it's gonna throw you around and throw you down and you know it's it's gonna transform you so the last thing you need once you're in the spin dry cycle is to be holding on to yesterday because yesterday is just an impediment it really is this thing is always demanding growth it's always in a state of growth right you're always being asked to be transformed. And if you don't, you know, it's it's not a happy place. Um, and even if it's in increments, it's always in a state of transformation. It can't be yesterday. Yesterday's gone. We can look back at yesterday and say, wow, oof, I'm not gonna do that again. We have the ability to look back. We have the ability to go into yesterday. You have to go, we have the ability to kind of unlock ourselves. But the padding and the cartilage, and especially if there's trauma, is pretty, it's, it's substantial. So it's a lot of work, that's what I'm saying. And we need to shed. We need to shed in order to go forward. And, you know, we're going to need a lot of, I mean, you know, we're going to need a lot, a lot of help to do that. I certainly did. A lot of help. Because of the way that we get locked in, the way that we get frozen. And, um, I don't see it as an ending. I never, I don't, I always have this notion that we get to this perfect place, right? There's a destination. I don't, honestly, I realize that every day is a destination and it's constantly changing. 
you know if you're if you let yourself really see yourself it's a project <laughs> it's a project it's a never-ending project of dissolution and growth dissolution and growth dissolution and growth I mean that's why there's so many TV dramas right there's so much content there's so much movement there's so much energy there's so much shifting and it's scary I mean I would really like to be in a place where I'm just like okay this is it I'm done but I you know it's not a privilege that I have I don't think a lot of people do and that's the game in a way right this is all a game and you can't participate if you're carrying you know 80% of your real estate or your energetic field is taken up by something that happened yesterday that's terrifying you and um I don't know how any of us get to wherever. I mean, I got through it through meditation and ayahuasca. Um, and continue to have to dissolve stuff, right? But in the end, we can't move if we're encumbered. We can't sit in a fortress and think somehow we're going to change. We can't keep repeating the same behaviors and think that somehow one day it'll just stop repeating itself because it won't unless we decide to take up arms for ourselves and go into that place. What do we have to lose? That's my question always. Well, what do you got to lose? And I think the great, the amazing thing about the universe, if you've had trauma or you've experienced trauma early on, there's a little trust of it. You know, you don't trust it. I certainly didn't. How can you trust something that's hurt you? How can you trust something that's given you so much terror? And that's one of the things that with ayahuasca it's very potent is the amount of love that you feel that gives you the courage and power to go in there that you can begin to surrender to the universe that you can begin to trust again if you don't trust and I think that's one of the things about trauma is like you know, hello, I got dropped off here. Who dropped me off? Why is this happening? You know, why is it so awful? There's a shut, you kind of shut down the universe. You shut, you refuse the source. I mean, you have to, I mean, obviously, right? You forget to trust. And I think that's one of the things 
that you take back if you you know I mean certainly for me with the plant medicines that's what I I got back I got back trust and that's very difficult too because it's like well I don't know where I'm going where is this taking me I've never been here before is it really the right way I mean your brain will come up with all sorts of things because we don't trust we don't trust the universe And, um, I mean, I don't know why bad things happen. I have no idea. Why does, you know, children, why do things, awful things happen to children? I have no idea. Is this a loving God or a, a, a bad God? I have no idea about any of that. I do know, however, that we can return to love. And trusting love gives us the power to overcome the darkness. In fact, that's the only thing I would say. Without that love, I wouldn't be anywhere any, near any of this. And then you have to trust something that you can't see, that's, you know, that's happening in other dimensions or around you. Or it's not necessarily materialized in front of you. And you have to then question and tear down, not tear down, but really face your egos head on and, and see, and I, I don't know the term ego is overused, but see the armor, I would call it the armor that you built in order not to see what happened. It's a big project. <laughs> but wired brilliantly for evolution, for survival. And whatever your vehicle to your own freedom within yourself and to really kind of re-gardening your little plot of soil. You can rearrange everything and open up to the greater flow. Because I, we have all of the divinity inside of us, right? So we're basically blocking ourselves from what's already within us. If we're all divine, if this is all God, if this is really all one thing, then as they say, you know, a grain of sand has the whole universe in it, right? So, there's so many ways to look at this and to figure it out and but one thing is it's like nature if there's any if you have a blockage whatever however that is whether it's in your bathtub or in you it's going to stop things right it's going to refuse going forward I can't have a shower if there's a blockage in my shower the water will just pile up I can't go forward if I'm carrying memories and stuff, stuff that I don't remember that's navigating me and owning me. It's more complicated than the blockage in the shower because, you know, 
there's a lot of emotional stuff that we need to face. But in the end, our shedding gives us the ability to run marathons, right? Our shedding allows us to go back into this incredible momentum of energy and flow with it. And I don't mean in any kind of 60s hippie way. I mean blossom, grow without struggle. You don't, you're not negotiating about everything. You're not negotiating is it, isn't it, will it, won't it. You're clear about what you like, what you don't like. You have the ability to face other people and say, no, I don't like this, I want that. You can define your edges, you can define your country. It's who you are. I don't like ballet, I like boxing. (laughs) I'm gonna go try this, I'm gonna risk this. It might work, it might, doesn't matter. (coughs) You're not negotiating tiptoeing into the ocean every day. How far do I go? Do I go to here? I'm only going to go to here. I'm only going to go in two inches. Because that's what I think the only place I can go. Fear is restriction. Trauma, in the end, apart from all the crazy, is about robbing us of our life force. It's about limiting our ability to live. That's all. And most importantly, our ability to love. So these are all kind of bound together. Fear, restriction, shrinking, limitation, burial. Versus shedding, which opens you up to love, opens you up to a bigger life because you're willing to take more risks if you have less fear. Right? What am I fearful of? What is the the greatest fear of a child? I'm going to die. If I don't do, if I don't agree to this, if I don't legitimize this behavior, if I don't, I'm going to die. That's it. If there's no love, I'm gonna die. Who am I, right? So, it's very, when I think about it, it's quite complicated because at the end, you need to go and save your little girl, your little boy. You need to go love them. You need to take away their fear. You need to take away the six-foot guy or the mother and the three-year-old tiny little toddler. You need to dissolve that relationship. Or that relationship that keeps you 
traumatized. I don't mean dissolve your relationship with your parent. I'm talking about whatever it is that happened that kept you, that blocked you. That's really it. It's really kind of cutting the cord. And that cord is the fear encountered upon an, you know, horrific situation. It's that where the surgery happens, right? It's that place. So, yeah. I mean, I say it again quite flippantly, like, you know, shed. Shed it all. Why not just throw it out? It's a journey. It's a commitment. And it's a commitment to you and to the love for you. And even when I'm in, you know, 10 feet of mud going through this thing, it's a commitment to my child. It's a commitment to my little girl. I'm on the Holy Grail to release her. I'm on the path. My mission is to release her completely. Whatever it takes, however many years, however, however much work it takes. And something else, by the way, it's your journey. It can take a day, a hundred years. All that matters is that you are at the end of that mission. And, you know, don't fall into the trap or, you know, get into that kind of like militarized, it's got to be done like this or, no, it will happen however it needs to happen for you. Or like, it's enough, you know, you're still holding on to your ego, you haven't met, you know, everybody else's strategy is theirs. You know what? You might fool yourself a few times on your journey. Believe you me, I've been down some side streets I would rather not have been down. You know? And your ego will demand all sorts of things and other egos will demand all sorts of things from you too. Listen only to yourself. Listen to your heart. And if you're connected to the plant medicines, that's for me has been the most powerful. It's your journey. It's not anyone else's. It doesn't need to be in any particular way. It has to be in whatever way. And sometimes that's incredible. Mine has been incredibly messy. Oh my God. Why this long? Isn't it over for God's sake? right? What, are you in love with being in this position? No. (laughs) Oh, get over it. Do this thing and you're at one with the universe and you're done. Everybody has a story. Everybody has a, a way that they did it or didn't do it or, you know, they decided to become little military soldiers for this whole thing. Realize that it's your journey, it's your suffering. And it's your trauma, whatever. It's not. However, you heal 
is however you find your way to it. And again, as I said at the beginning, we've arrived here at this moment of evolution. Could have arrived at another time. There might be 20 million other ways to do it. We have no idea. Perhaps the next group will have another 20 million other plants that they can take and do this a discovery or whatever. What I'm saying is, you know, don't be limited by anything, by anyone, God least of all me. And when, you know, you begin to stumble upon this part, whatever this thing is, there's a lot of voices out there bombarding everybody with the knowing of it all. No one has the monopoly on this thing. No one. And it's important to know that however you can shed, however you get there, it doesn't matter. The vehicle, I mean, just get there and shed. That's all. And great love to everyone that's here in the midst of this it's like a mud bath <laughs> okay bye